0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Appalachian Overlook, a metaphorical ride up these winding mountain roads where we'll explore topics and questions about what it means to live a good life in Appalachia. My name is Sarah Saavedra, and I'll be your host in these conversations, airing here on 90.7 WEHC, The Voice of Southwest Virginia, and also available as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode, let's talk about working from home remote work suddenly became mandatory for so many of us in 2020, right? We were just thrown into it. And although offices have opened back up, an entire chunk of the workforce has either pivoted to working from home as gig work, side hustles, or a full-on new business like myself, or we have remote work flexibility that we never had before with our office work. So for me, working from home has been more productive, but that's not, you know, without some careful and deliberate thought. The key to productive work-from-home routines is to get well-organized and set some boundaries. Yep, even with work, we're talking about boundaries here. So let's dive in on this episode of the Appalachian Overlook. All right, folks, well, let's start from the very beginning, when you open your eyes in the morning right? Obviously, the biggest benefit of remote work is no commute. You don't have to get in your car and drive a half an hour, 45 minutes, hour and a half, whatever your commute uh, used to be, no commute. However, sitting around in your pajamas in bed with your laptop is not going to lead to productivity. I know we all think like, oh my gosh, everybody working from home must be working in their pajamas. It's just not true. So when the pandemic first sent me home, I fired up my 10-year-old MacBook, right, and did some work for my bed. Of course, we all did. But I quickly realized that that led to cluttered bed and mine and no clear separation from work and not work, right? I felt sluggish and distracted because bed is where we go to sleep. It's where we relax uh, at the end of the night. It's where we read books. It's not where we work. So here's the tip. Set up your morning routine. Get up, make your coffee, wash your face, brush your teeth and put on your pants. That's right. I call this tip put on your pants. (laughs) So look, I know that not getting all dressed up to go into the office is a top perk of remote work, but staying in your pajamas all day won't signal to your brain that it's time to get to work. And we've talked about this. Our brains crave triggers that cue us to habits. So even if you don't need to put on a suit or a dress and heels, grab a pair of nice joggers or jeans and signal the cue to start the day. Besides pants, plan your morning routine to include some self-care, especially movement. This has been tough for me, I'm not going to lie, because it's so easy to just start working, right? You've got it all in your mind. If you're anything like me, wake up and your mind's running with all the things that are on your list uh, to do today and Sometimes it's easy to just skip the routine. But studies have shown that movement clears your mind, improves decision-making, gives you a boost in energy, and increases focus. Plus, it sets your day up setting a clear boundary between self and work, right? Which is a major struggle for work from home balance. A routine signals to our brain the when and the where to do certain habits and essentially creates an autopilot that will help us be more efficient, less stressed, and overall happier and more fulfilled, right? So whatever your morning routine looks like that signals after you're done with it, then it's time to get to work will help both, you know, the routine of things that you're doing in the beginning to focus on them and be in the moment. But then also when they're done to get to work and have your mind ready to be creative or productive or whatever it is that you need in your work schedule. My routine looks a lot like getting coffee, I journal, uh, try to fit in some movement, whether I go to the gym or do a little yoga at home, and then I put on um, my diffuser, I get my aromatherapy started, and that's the signal. That's the last thing I do in my routine that signals it's time to walk over to my desk and get to work. So you've got your pants on okay, Uh, and a morning routine that cues you to get to work. So what's next? Well, have a designated work area. I just mentioned that I walk over to my desk, not my bed, right? So most of us don't have the luxury of having a vacant guest room that we can commandeer. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be a formal office space to work for you. The goal here is to have a space that is dedicated to work only. So mine is behind my couch. I've got kind of an open living room and, you know, a set of triple doors behind me. And there's just enough space there to put a desk and a chair that is separated from the actual living room. So I know when I walk out from behind the couch where my desk is, that it's not work time, okay? During the day, the kids are in school and I can be free of distractions in my living room. Plus, I'm really drawn to natural light and my living room has a view of my garden and a wall of glass doors that overlook a pasture of rolling hills and cows, right? Like how idyllic is that? My partner likes to set up his desk in the corner of the bedroom and that works for him. After his morning routine, he walks over, turns on his computer and finds it best to work there. And at night or in the afternoon, early evening when he's done, he turns off his computer and he doesn't walk over there any other time. You might want to go to a coffee shop for certain kinds of work tasks or set up at your kitchen table or another corner of your home. Wherever you find, keep that spot dedicated to work only so that you can walk away when it's time to take a break or stop for the day. When you dedicate a place to work, you'll also cue your brain, right? We're just trying to cue our brain to really be in the mode. Uh, And you'll do that when you walk in or sit down as well. Plus, hunching over your laptop in bed or on your couch just eventually leads to sore backs and no clear boundaries on when you're working or when it's time to sleep, right? We want to avoid that. That leads me to time. Establish set work times. We crave rhythm and routine, right? All humans do. I I mean, not even just humans, animals. You know, I'm sure if you've watched your dog or your cat or whatever pets you have, your chickens, your You know, any animal I know, uh, this is true of, they have a routine, they wake up, they eat, they groom, they play, they go to sleep, and it repeats. So establishing a set rhythm and routine for yourself is really important here. Because if we aren't careful, we'll end up working more and longer hours than we would have if we were just in the office. So that's, that's all about protecting our time. When you establish clear boundaries around your time, it will be easier to gain balance between life and work. I love the flexibility of working from home. I can take a 15-minute break to walk outside for fresh air or start a load of laundry or get a snack. Even better, I can take half a day to take care of life stuff like appointments or errands without having to you know, put in for PTO or do any of those obnoxious things. That works for me, but I schedule out my work time every Sunday to preload those decisions. Okay, I thrive on that kind of flexibility, but not everyone does. So some people will want a stricter schedule for themselves that doesn't change very often. And that's great too. try a few methods out and see what works best for you. The key here is to preload the decision to make the decision to put it in a schedule. And without a set schedule, your work will constantly bleed into your life and burn you out set an alarm to signal when it's time to end your workday, shut your computer down, walk away and get to living. So the next thing here is uh, next tip for me here is to take breaks. You know, working from home can make it hard to walk away from the work, right? In an office, you have natural breaks, you know, chatting with coworkers, meetings, lunch schedules, lots of different reasons to get up from your desk. At home, this can be much harder to work in, right? But it's crucial not to get into robot mode of working eight hours straight. I found that I really thrive on taking short breaks between tasks. So if you remember the tips on to-do list episode on the podcast that we had a few months ago, the biggest tip for your list was to break tasks down to chunks that take two hours or less. So for me, I've scheduled after two hours, I get up, I stretch my legs, I check the mail, which involves a a lengthy walk down a hill, you know, I pet my furry friend, meditate, you could splash water on your face, just do something that gives your prefrontal cortex a break, right from all that thinking that you've been doing accomplishing your task. So this is related to preloading your decisions and avoiding that decision fatigue, if you always have to decide what the next thing to do is, you're going to use all your brain power for those little uh, decisions instead of using them for the important stuff. So setting definite breaks will help you think more clearly. It'll help with creativity and ultimately lead to more productivity. All right, well, it's time for our music break. And but I want to talk a little bit about music here when we're talking about working from home. Music is an important part of my work atmosphere. I like upbeat, energetic music that doesn't distract me too much. And, you know, background music has been shown to improve productivity and cognitive performance in adults, and it doesn't have to be Mozart. I mean, I know we've probably all heard those kinds of studies, but it has to make you feel good, right? It can't be depressing, somber music. This is about, um, you know, really motivating you and keeping you on task. So find some music that makes you feel energetic or focused and try it out. I personally love this song I'm about to feature. It's by The Broadcast from Asheville, and especially these kinds of songs in the afternoon when that 3 p.m. sluggishness hits me, right? So let's take a listen to Fightin' the Feeling from their 2020 album, Lost My Sight. you just heard Fighting the Feeling by Caitlin Crisco in the broadcast. They are out of Asheville. Lots of fun. They play a lot of local uh, festivals, including I think they're slated for both Floyd Fest and Bristol Rhythm and Roots reunion this year. And if you get to see them live, they are so much fun. Caitlin Crisco is just such a show woman. And she gets out there and you can tell it's pure joy when they're on stage. It is definitely what they were meant to do. So you are listening to 90.7 WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia, and this is the Appalachian Overlook. If you've just caught this in mid-episode, we are talking about work-from-home balance, right? Remote work and how to face those challenges that are very different from trying to create work-life balance outside of the home. It's much easier to set up cues and systems Um, that make us know when it's time for work and when it's time uh, for life. And so let's talk a little bit more about some more tips here uh, to make sure you've got that balance at home. So you've got your pants on. That was our first uh, tip there. You've got a dedicated area to work, and you're preloading your decisions with the schedule. So that's a pretty solid situation. So how about uh, let's spend the next little bit of this episode with uh, talking a little bit about setting boundaries. I know, we're here with boundaries again. We talk about boundaries all the time, and really boundaries, that word sounds so harsh sometimes to people who aren't familiar with them, but really it is the key to setting yourself up for success in any area of your life, and this one is definitely not any different. So first, let's set some boundaries for yourself, with yourself, right? We know that boundaries should start with ourself. That's how they are effective. That's how we keep on our side of the street, And, you know, make sure that we're following our own rules and set up some trust with ourselves. Uh, So let's think about our, you know, if you're easily distractible, well, then folding laundry on your break might not work for you. Do you need to create boundaries around social media and having your phone next to you while you're working? You know, set up those boundaries uh, to not distract you from work uh, and to do housework or with phone calls or with kids or, or pets or whatever it may be. For some, setting firm boundaries for what you will and will not do during work hours is the key to their success at work. And that goes for working from home or in an office, right? Consider scheduling in when you will check and answer emails and text messages. Do not be on call for anyone any time of the day um, to answer within 30 seconds. It's just not the way to set yourself up. So, setting those boundaries for yourself will in turn, you know, cue other people on how quickly they can expect your response. And I promise you, nobody is going to die if you don't respond to them, you know, within five minutes. Unless you're a doctor. Um, But you wouldn't be working from home in that instance. So since my work involves large project management with multiple clients... My boundary here is a little more specific. I set a boundary around how I communicate with clients. And so for me, this looks like setting up a project management board for all of the little nitty gritty details that are involved in my work. So what that looks like is instead of trying to communicate via email about every little thing, a design tweak in the right hand corner of one little page, or the way something is responding, you know, to internet speed, or any of those little tiny details, every project has those tiny details. So if that's you consider setting up a project management system so that you're not doing all of that through email, right? So setting up those boundaries on how you'll communicate with clients. And sometimes you meet some resistance I have before, but I just kind of say, my process is working through this project management board, it will streamline our process. And I'm really positive about it. Don't you know, uh, one of the best tips I ever received from someone, and I wish I could remember who, or maybe I read it somewhere, was in work, and especially if you're selling anything or trying to sell a service, is to frame everything in the positive, not in the negative. So instead of saying, I don't respond to emails, I will go with the positive here, right, to set my boundary, which says I work. Through this project management system, and it streamlines our communication. Here's how you use it. I give them a little walkthrough. And so that way, I set them up for success, and it sets me up for success in communicating my boundaries there. This cuts out those long email threads that get distracting and confusing. And, you know, I share it because I think it might, you might find it useful as well. Some people like project management boards, even for themselves, even if they're not working with other people. So try out a few different styles here to see what makes the most sense to you and your workflow and communication needs, and then stick to that process, right? Don't veer from your process too much. Um, If you absolutely, you know, can, you know, if you don't have to, then and set up that system and stick with it. Set that boundary so that you're not constantly checking emails. You're not constantly getting distracted from the tasks that you need to do. And you could focus on one thing at a time, right? Multitasking is not all it's cracked up to be. And it will really ruin your productivity. And especially at home when there's so many chances for distractions, uh, any way we can limit those is really great. So next, let's give our kids, our partner, our roommates, their boundaries, I know boundaries are for us, not others. But this is about how we communicate our needs with the people we share our space with. Okay. Primarily, it's about protecting your time, right? If you've set your schedule, you've done that for yourself with one of the tips we just covered. It won't matter if you've set that schedule, if you're constantly interrupted, right, you won't be able to stick to it. And you know, the biggest thing about habits is being able to stick to it long enough for it to become autopilot for our brains. So my partner um, is a good example of this. Um, he work, also works from home with me, but our styles mean we have different boundaries around being interrupted. For me, certain interruptions are a big deal, but for the most part, I'm not easily distractible. And so I can often, um, you know, just put up a hand or something like that and keep going with my task and let someone know uh, that I, you know, am working. However, for him, when he gets interrupted and, or distracted, sometimes it takes him 30 minutes um, to get back to what he was doing and to find his pace again. So his boundary here is that if the door is closed, that means he's zoning in on a work task and can't be interrupted. So if you don't have a door, anything can work as a visual cue, right, for a person walking through uh, what might be your workspace. If you've got your headphones on, you put a post-it note on the, you know, whatever entrance is nearby your office space, whatever works. There are so many cues you can find. Um, Use that visual cue. I'll let, um, you know, when the kids are home, I'll let them know that if I have a Zoom meeting, what time it is, that I shouldn't be interrupted or a phone call. And, you know, we've worked that out. That's an established boundary in the house. This is also where my menu planning comes in handy, honestly, because I have the plan for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks up on the refrigerator so they don't have to ask, right? That little interruption can be all day, especially, you know, I have three kids at home right now, and if all three of them came up to me twice a day and asked me what was for dinner or what they what was in the pantry, what they could have for a snack, if it wasn't already planned, Uh, the interruptions would just be endless. So that's, you know, just those little tips that we talk about setting yourself up for success. um, This is this is definitely part of it. And since it's all been planned, it's been shopped for and they can help themselves. Some of that stuff will just set you up for success, right? So um, others have I've read have uh, set timers for their family. And so if they have kids at home, and they're also working from home, the kids know that when that timer goes off, that's when it's time Uh, to be able to ask questions, right? That's why when they can interrupt. We have a family meeting on Sundays to touch base about all the week's plans. And that really helps keep the boundaries in place uh, the rest of the week. So we can tell the kids when we're working when we shouldn't be interrupted, they'll tell us when their activities are if they want to have a friend over if they have plans, all that kind of stuff so that we're all on the same page. We're all respecting each other's time, and we all know uh, when we're planning to be together and to be really mindful and deliberate about all of that. All right, so for the last section here on, you know, work from home, remote work kind of tips, I did want to talk about your environment, right? So we've got, you know, a dedicated spot wherever it is, you know, might be a small corner of the house or a, a room. Uh, You might have the privilege of having a large room or a large guest room that you can, you know, steal a corner of, and that's great. But here, let's talk about making a few key investments. My top one, and I can't tell you how much it's changed my life, is if you can afford it to buy a great office chair. And by great, I don't mean, you know, the fanciest, most ergonomic, you know, $500 office chair. Mine was 150 bucks, but it saves my life, right? It saves my posture and my back. I'm not miserable, you know, sitting in it. My hips don't hurt, you know, and I'm 40. so if you young folks listening might have an easier time sitting wherever the heck you want, Uh, but that is definitely not the case for me. Um, You know, don't sit in a hard kitchen chair if you can avoid it. And, you know, if you can't afford you know, a nicer chair, an office chair, you know, you're spending so much time in it. I just highly recommend it. Ask for, you know, someone wants to give you a gift for your birthday or Christmas and you can't afford it. Go for that. If your office place, you know, that you're working remotely for, if they can uh, provide that, definitely take them up on the offer. Do it sooner than later for sure. If you only have a hard kitchen chair, available, uh, maybe you can consider an office cushion and a backrest, right, to kind of transform it into a more comfortable office chair that's better for your overall, you know, muscular health, your body is really important here. So let's take care of our body even while we're working. Um, The other thing I really like I mentioned the aromatherapy that I do that cues kind of the start of my day think about getting those kinds of things into your office It can really make such a difference if you have, you know, a plant or a piece of artwork or pictures of people you love uh, aromatherapy, you know, whatever inspires you, put it in your work environment. I mean, I know you're at home and you've got your own decorations that are home oriented, but whatever you can bring also into your workspace. That will make you feel more at ease, make you feel calm and less stressed. That's so important here, even in work from home situations. And that leads of course to internet access, right? If we're talking about making a few key investments, there is nothing worse than relying on technology to do your job that regularly fails, right? If you work for a company, find out how they can help. If you work for yourself, do it, get a high speed router, uh, you'll make more money if you can stay connected and it's worth setting yourself up for success. The same goes for your hardware and software on your computer, your mouse, your, an extra monitor, whatever it is, kind of make a plan for all of those kinds of things that will increase your productivity by having the right tools for the job and make a plan on how to incorporate them into your budget. Now, the last tip is something I've struggled with and that is to socialize. Working from home can be lonely, right? It feels like a lonely island sometimes, especially for me when I was so involved with lots of other people around me every time I was working. So make a point to see friends on a regular basis. I try to schedule a walk with a friend once a week. I also recommend connecting once or twice a month at least uh, with you know, colleagues in your field or other peers in your industry. Connections are important, Uh, They're important for mental health, but they're also important for your business. You know, if you're running your own business from your home, it's important to find uh, opportunities to network, whether it's a chamber breakfast or it's some sort of organization that you attend once a month or maybe even volunteer for so that you can really get some, you know, connections that way. Networking is is so important, but, you know, not just for the mental health and for, you know, not being so isolated, but it leads to new opportunities and it establishes a support system that you might need at times. You might be overwhelmed with clients. You might need to take, you know, leave of absence and find a colleague or someone who can take on your clients. You know, there are so many things That if you're working from home and you don't make that effort to step out and socialize and network, that you might lose out on and might really create a problem for you down the road. So set yourself up for success. That's what all these tips today were about. I really hope that if you're a remote worker, thinking about working from home and starting your own business. Uh, that these would were helpful for you and can help you start on the right foot. You know, a lot of this I did learn by uh, trial and error for sure, and I'm still learning some things I still struggle with, that socializing bit and also uh, that morning routine bit. I still haven't settled on the one. I've been working from home for two years now, and it still eludes me uh, sometimes. So let's work together and try to establish those routines and find a little bit more room and space in our lives for joy and productivity and, you know, accomplishing our goals, feeling good about ourselves. Thanks so much for listening to the Appalachian Overlook here on 90.7 WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia. I hope you'll join me next week on the next episode.